Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This show is brought to you by my friends at Alliance and Trust. Do you know where your money is invested? Chances are that your hard-earned dollars are being used to fund the woke mob. In these crazy times, investment managers are using your money to support their woke ESG agenda. Many of you are already boycotting and closing up your wallets to stores that blatantly display evil. But do you know what your IRA, 401k, and other investments are supporting? Alliance and Trust can show you exactly where your money is going and help you make the necessary changes to align your investments with your values. Go to friendofbrice.com to talk to an Alliance member today and get a free values alignment report to make that change today. I'm a proud client of Alliance and Trust, and this is a paid advertisement. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show. So today, my guest is um, my very good friend, buddy, Doug DeGroot. How are you, Doug? Oh, Bryce, thank you for having me again. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm dude, honored. You're, uh, well, you're one of my like regular uh, partners in crime, although I probably shouldn't use that expression because um, you know we're dealing with a two-tier justice system where you show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's, uh, that's the world that that's we're- That's where um, we're going. It's unfortunate. Yeah, and uh, speaking of unfortunate, and I um, uh, put this in the last show, and I will until we uh, are uh, seeing him free and clear, but Siaka Massaqua was picked up for um, uh, being there in the crowd at January 6th. Now, he did not go into the Capitol building, um, and he did not fight with police officers or anything like that, but he did take a selfie. So anyway, they um, confiscated his phone, um, you know, after uh, J6, um, you know, back uh, in 2021. Um, and then uh, he's, uh, you know, had it kind of, you know, hanging over his head since, um, but, you know, wasn't sure exactly what was going to happen. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still going after these guys. Now, what makes it really sick to me is we're seeing now with all the coverage of these cameras, uh, the release of the actual footage coming out, it's showing more and more of what it was a, uh, if it wasn't a direct setup with all the FBI, you know, agents mm-hmm. in the crowd with all of the Capitol police, um, uh, antagonizing the crowd because we saw them shoot into the crowd with yep. pepper ball, um, just to antagonize the crowd. We, uh, the, the video shows that the crowd was peaceful yep. and you shoot pepper ball into a crowd that creates chaos. They were throwing gas canisters in the crowd there. There's more and more of this footage that's being released and footage that was being censored before is now coming back up. Thanks to Elon Musk. So anyway, um, 
Siaka Massaqua Legal Defense Fund. Siaka is spelled S-I-A-K-A. Massaqua is M-A-S-S-A-Q-U-O-I. Um, and you can find that on GiveSendGo.com. Let's make sure that we help him. Um, you know, his wife is uh, Charlotte is wonderful. She is newly pregnant. Uh, she is uh, responsible for one of the TPUSA faith chapters. I mean, she is awesome. Um, again, they're they're newlyweds, newly pregnant. He uh, does not have a lot of money. Um, he was an actor in Hollywood, and you know how all that has been strained for uh, guys that uh, are conservative and for um, uh, post lockdowns and strike and all that stuff. So let's support the guy. Absolutely, Siak has been a good friend, and uh, I've known him for a few years. And when I when I heard about that from you, Bryce, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it that. Uh, you know, just by being in the vicinity, well, when are we going to start arresting people for BLM riots, for being yeah. in the vicinity of stores being looted, officers being wounded and shot or killed? When are we going to come back down on, on real violence that, that actually happened? This is, this is that two-tiered serious uh, um, yeah, it's situation that's just getting worse and worse. Uh, um, yeah, it's disgusting. It's evil. It's wicked. Yeah. Uh, it's something that you would never think would happen in the United States of America. Yep. You know, look, I, I want justice to be evenly applied. And if you're Absolutely. you know, g- going to be going after do the crime, um, do the time. Yeah. And if you're going to be going after the, you know, uh, J6 uh, uh, folks for what they did, then you better go after the BLM rioters and everything well, Antifa. else. Antifa. I mean, and, look what yeah. they're doing up in uh, Seattle. It still hasn't corrected yeah. itself. They still have their own little city. You know, where's the insurrection yeah, there? But if you're gonna if you're gonna be putting people uh, away, like uh, you know the the leader of the Proud Boys, yeah. Enrique, um, uh, uh, that dude uh, wasn't even there and was held responsible for uh, orchestrating it all. But right. again, we're seeing that it was, um, if not orchestrated cool. by our government, um, uh, uh, it was used for and, and and stirred up and used for their purposes. Well, what's sad to me is you know. Before, if you wore a mask, you were considered a criminal yeah. or somebody that's going to commit a crime. Today, they're using COVID masks as a cover to keep their faces covered. And you notice how on the one side, whether it's Antifa, BLM, or whatever, they're going in riot all the time. Yeah. And yet, on the other side, nobody wore a mask <laughs> in, on January 6th and was walking around freely Without fear of uh, COVID, yep. well, the other group will say, oh, you know, we're worried about COVID, and they're wearing masks. They're wearing masks because they're committing crimes, and yep. they know it. They don't want to hide themselves because they're ashamed of who they are. Yeah, yeah. That's the reality. No, no, that's exactly right. And if, and if we actually um, did not allow masks to be worn yeah. at those sort of things, you know, by it, the way, it would I, really put a crimp in Antifa style. By the way, I think there are laws in many states that if you wear masks that uh, you're not allowed to gather in that respect. Yeah. Yes, um, that was no. called Ku Klux Klan. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. Uh, well, hey, uh, we've got a number of things um, that I want to um, have you weigh in on. Um, Be but but first, let's um, let's hit some kind of general highlights on what's happening with the economy because you know I'm being told by Joe Biden uh, and and the Democrats that this is the strongest economy we've probably ever had in the history of the universe. Well, you know what? Uh you know they can say what they want, but uh I think your eyes will tell the truth if you look through uh the fog of uh, deception that's out there. Um you know, it's interesting the the Fed has put themselves in a in a really difficult spot. Um while you're seeing some numbers soften a bit, Inflation really is there, and 
you know, I find it funny because a big portion of inflation is your rent and yeah. what you pay for your mortgage and what have you, buying a house. Those rental issues are a major problem. You know, we, we saw rental increases as things started to come back online um, where people were basically allowed not to pay their rent for, for however long it was. In California, it seems like forever. But uh, in some states, it was, you know, for a year or two or whatever it might have been where you had these rent moratoriums. Well, what we're finding out is that uh, whether it's on the personal side of it, apartment side of it, or, or in the corporate world, they can't afford it. In fact, uh, you've seen massive issues on corporate real estate starting to implode um, and prices are coming down and they're saying, oh, look, inflation is coming down. Well, it's because nobody can afford it. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, all that free money that they had and they spent on their, uh, you know, their COVID boat and their COVID car and their COVID motorcycle and COVID uh, you know, trailer and vacations, they, that, that COVID money has gone. And um, your savings rates are, are at all-time lows. So we haven't, we've seen the market really respond pretty well due to the fact that it's run by, you know, the tech side of things has done very well. Um, AI is real and all of that. And that's really bolstered the market a bit. But if you look at the overall underlying, you know, issues there, um, this market has been bifurcated in a lot of ways. And I think what what's happening is you've got good stuff on one end being driven by the too big to fail side of it, the banking side of it. You look at how much money's going into banks through the reserve side of it that you as a taxpayer is literally creating the profit margins there. And then on the technology side, you only have a, a handful of companies that are really generating the revenue, yet the rest of the economy, the you know, Main Street is struggling. And that's the the part that really concerns me because I think there's this false sense of security that we've seen this market kind of do pretty well. Last year, you had the, the NASDAQ down close to 30%, the S&P down 18 and you've had this big recovery. It's still down from where the peaks um, on both sides. But the reality is, is that false sense of security that I think is lulling people to sleep and then creating that apathy where, you know, the Fed has got some room, but reality is, is Main Street is getting hit harder and harder. When I see hamburgers in McDonald's and these, you know, the reports coming out were $16 for a fry and a burger and a Coke. Um, I don't know what size burger it was or what size fry, but I, I saw the this and I was like, what the heck? And then I compare it and I go, man, I was just at my local favorite burrito place and and I'm trying to be healthy. So Bryce, um, forgive me on this, but I, uh, <laughs> I get a burrito with just steak, lettuce, and avocado in it. No sauce, no beans, no rice, or no cheese, none of the pico de gallo that tastes really good. I'm trying to be bland and, and healthy, and uh, it's hard to do. And I started doing this like about a week ago, and it was seventeen dollars yeah. for a drink, a small drink. <laughs> and I go, I look, I go, there's nothing in the burrito, but you're you're taking half the good stuff out, and you're still charging me the same. There's no, there's no, yeah. Inflation's real. No, and, it is and real. It's tough, and you, it's it's gonna get. I believe we're in. in the Fed has painted themselves in a, a position that, unfortunately, terrible, terrible fiscal policy that's come out of this administration that, that is a lack of anything. Um, the continued resolutions have forced the monetary policy, which is controlled by the Fed, to do things that are, unfortunately, only, only shielding the ability for people to be responsible and actually 
demand responsibility from our, our elected leaders. And that's the big issue for me. Yeah. Uh, look, inflation is a, is a real thing yeah. that people are, are facing and feeling. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, all over the world for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's been exasperated and really led by American monetary policy yeah. that has kind of created this cascading effect, even in Canada and other places. Because you know we're we're kind of and we have been the linchpin or the center of the universe uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, economic engines. Um, and what uh, what concerns me though, and I'd love for you to uh, to weigh in on this is with um poor monetary policy including artificially extra extra low interest yep. rates in, instead of reasonable in, interest rates right. um which again hey I, I got a super low mortgage on my house that we was nice from we, we did benefit yeah. from a lot of that that Absolutely. was that was wonderful but it created a lot of fake success that's right and it created fake success in a lot of companies so a lot of companies went out and borrowed borrowed gobs and gobs of money and just sort of stayed ahead of debt and could continue to accumulate debt without actually yeah. having success or real product sales or all the things that go. Look at Disney right now. Disney right. is bombing uh, all over the place in their box office. People are boycotting Disney. Disney's ca- caused themselves all this problem because they're not looking at the culture and they right. and people don't want their trash or their LGBTQ-centered um, uh, agenda or anti-family-centered agenda. And so they're being rejected. Uh, and and all these chickens are coming home to roost. They're going to have to uh, go bankrupt or sell off every little bit of the company, or sell it to Apple or something. Yeah, look, the diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI as we know it, uh, it's bombing. It's actually it's starting to fall apart on yeah. them. And and here's the perf- you, you said it perfectly. The reality is, is these companies have chosen to go woke, and they had such low interest rates, and they're able to borrow money at a very low price. But they also had inflated stock prices because as rates were really yes. low, it, it inflated their stock price because people had said, hey, I'm going to borrow money at 2%, invest it over here, earn money. The FOMO effect of getting into the markets, yep. all that stuff, that drove stock prices. And by the way, we have fewer companies that are public today than we did 10 years, 15, 20 years ago. It's, it's shrinking. So where you put your money, you're seeing more money chasing fewer companies. And there's this artificial sense of the CEO being some some guru where actually he's benefiting from the bureaucracy and the regulations impending the ability for capital to find good homes and, oh, by the way, reduces competition, makes it harder for you to compete. So that stuff has created this. And and the, the, the weird effect of that is you saw these people who became the virtue signalers. Yeah. And they're the ones that are running a lot of these companies. And the banks are massive about that. You look when you have the Federal Reserve focusing on diversity, equity, and inclusion for banks. That's not their job. Where's that in their mandate? In fact, why is why is there a mandate for the Federal Reserve other than to keep the dollar <laughs> in the most yeah. reasonable and responsible way possible? Uh, now it's like you know inflation and you've got jobs and all this other stuff that they're supposed to be responsible for, which they have no control over. Yeah. But what they did have control over was the exact opposite of what we needed, and that was pushing diversity, equity, and inclusion. And these companies, through their virtue signaling and all this other stuff, are now – all that stuff is coming home to risk. We've seen in the last report – I just saw a number uh, about a week and a half ago that came out showing 
that budgets for DEI across all the corporations that are out there is dropping anywhere from 10 to 20%. So they're dropping it down left and right. It's the biggest thing that they're slashing. And many companies, by the way, are just cutting it out completely because they realize there's no return for the shareholder. Well, there's zero return. Okay. Um, Not only is there zero return, it's actually incredibly destructive. It's a cancer on an organization because... Um, uh, let, let's let's really talk about what it is. So, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you're a if you're a business and you are uh, weighing um, uh, candidates and opportunities and employees and That's all right. of that sort of stuff, and 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 it goes down to even what they were investing in. Oh, this yeah. is this is um, minority owned. Therefore, it's better than this one over here that is not. That's right. Okay. Now, it may be if the company is solid or the investment solid that. Um, that minority or that female or that uh, LGBTQ, whatever, um, is uh, a better candidate than the other, uh, great, fine, whatever, okay? And if you choose merit always, right? If you choose merit first, you will have diversity. That's right. You will have diversity and you will get it. And that diversity, though, will look pretty similar to the population, right? 100%. Okay. And and there's no reason um, that we need to artificially pump up any of those numbers, because once you do, the FAA right now is is reporting uh, record near-miss collisions uh, at airports and around airports right mm-hmm. now, because air traffic controllers have been subjected to the diversity and inclusion stuff for a long time now. Government adopted it uh, kind of right. first, right? Yeah. And so you're having very critical infrastructure issues. We're going to have more and more disasters the more that you do this. And it's and again, these people aren't incompetent based on immutable characteristics. It's just that you are not choosing the best candidates over and over again. That's right. You are choosing people uh, uh, based on, well, okay, do they kind of meet the requirements? Okay, yeah. Um, all right, here we got two candidates. One's exceptional, one's the other. If it was colorblind, you're going to choose the exceptional one every time. Sometimes they're going to be a minority. Sometimes they're not. Absolutely. Thomas Sowell's written about this so many times, and he's one of my favorite people. And uh, I love reading his work. I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Sowell. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he's written uh, and several times in multiple books, but one of it talks about education system and, and democracy. And he goes through and he, he talks about the affirmative action in schools and education. And he's a, he's, yeah, and he's a black guy. He's a black, yeah, so, yeah. so for people who aren't familiar, I mean, this audience is going oh, yeah, to be. I mean, but. look, I, 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 you know, it is what it is. Um, the reality is, is he is so right on um, in every way when he talks about it from an education standpoint. When affirmative action went into uh, the education system and you had to have a certain part of your population accepted into college and everything, what they found was graduation rates and the ability to perform that work, they had to bring down the levels in order right. to take the graduation rates up. So the moment they, is, the, they stopped that in certain places, guess what? The black kids who were there on merit, their graduation levels were the exact same levels of as course. the white guy, the Asian guy, or whatever, because they're there on merit. They were there because they belonged. Now, if you're white and you don't belong, you don't belong. It's, yeah. it's just, the, yeah. it's not for everybody. Um, and this is part of the problem that we have is we are looking at things with a lens that should be, um, or we're looking through a, the wrong lens. We should be looking through a lens of how do we get the very best and solve the problem of what we're trying to solve as a company. 
or as a country or whatever it might be. And instead, we've got our military worrying about what flag they're going to fly yeah. instead of worrying about protecting us or border security worried about you know what it looks like instead of actually protecting our border. Yeah, and well, that's I, the crazy I had a, thing. It's funny. I had a um, I had a quick uh, uh, business trip up north uh, the other day and mm-hmm. um, uh, spent the night. And uh, as, as is my custom, I'll you know go and I'll sit at the bar, have a have a quick meal, um, have a beer, a glass of wine, and then you know go uh, go to bed. And um, I started chatting up this guy next to me who was this uh, uh, super tall. Um, super athletic looking black guy that uh, uh, interesting vibe uh, mm-hmm. could not have been a nicer guy. And we just started, but he had, but he had this, you know, imposing, like, I mean, the dude was, um, you know, six, six, you know, plus is, is how he looked to me uh, sitting down anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, turns out he played basketball in college and all that stuff. And he, and he works, uh, in a job that ensures, uh, for big government contracts that there is in, uh, inclusiveness and diversity and all that sort of stuff. And I just flat out told him, man, I don't believe in that. I believe it's horse crap. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. And we started getting into it yeah. and, and we got into it in a super respectful, awesome manner. I mean, he yeah. was a lovely guy. Right. Um, uh, smart dude, uh, but you know we we uh, were at loggerheads with with mm-hmm. certain things. But he was actually quite conservative, but yeah. co- but sort of admitting in the way he, that he actually ran things in his life yep. and all stuff. Pretty conservative. Yeah, he came from uh, uh, an intact family. His parents were pretty conservative. Uh, you know, I think his dad was super conservative. His mom wasn't quite as much, but mm-hmm. but his dad set the tenor in the home. You know, and they were raised right. And and we were uh, and I was talking about uh, cultural. Uh, dynamics. He was talking a little bit about well, there's systemic issues and so the whole systemic racism thing, which I do not believe in. What I do believe in is there are cultural issues in communities that can cause problems, and the Democrats with the black community destroyed it intentionally. Um, and and uh, and I got him. We we started getting deep uh, on it, and uh, and I think I surprised him on a couple of things because one of which I think you know. Um, I think uh, uh, between uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, I think Malcolm X was the better dude. I think Malcolm X spoke uh, more powerful truth to the black community in terms of not letting the white liberal establishment pat them on the head and tell them which way to go because he talks about the white liberal being dangerous. And those are the people that destroyed Black Wall Street destroyed oh. uh, destroyed the, the black parallel economy where they were thriving and building and 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 they destroyed the black family and and created single uh, parent homes and all this sort of stuff because of what they um, promoted um, it it destroyed black culture and and they've got to come back from that so my point to that is yeah. instead of diversity inclusion and forced all of that what you need to do is we, all of us, whatever community yeah. you're in, you need to grab your community and you need to say, okay, what are the principles that we can hold? What are the values that we can hold so that we are strong? Right. You know, what is holding back, you know, uh, our community from the kind of success that we want? And then let's fix those things, right? right. Um, and, and all of this nonsense that uh, we're doing, again, the liberal white establishment is, again, doing the very same things. Like they're hiding behind the reality is that there's this virtue signaling that they really care about is dividing and conquering. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. When you, when you talk about diversity 
it's it's no longer about the color of your skin. Now it's about what sex you think you are, what you aren't, or what you whatever the hundred things that are out there that I don't even know that are called anymore. I mean, there's a man and a woman is all I know. And all the other names that they've got, bigot. it's crazy. But these issues have become, you know, put in a place where you look at the, the, the colleges, you look at the boardroom, it's almost like they're forced upon people and there's this guilt factor if you don't. And this fake virtue signaling has led to this, this unrealistic rule that they live in and it's destroying people. Look at young people in schools. They, they, they don't even know who they are. Yeah. They can't define it. They don't know who we are as a nation. They don't understand any of this stuff. And it starts with that because if you don't know who you are, how do you, how can you not, how do you fix your problems? And, and so that's the thing that I think that, that the liberals, uh, the, 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 the oligarchy of the liberal class, if you want to call it, the few of these power, uh, the Soros's, the, the Schwab's, the, whoever might be the Obama's and what have you, they love this stuff. Oh, because yeah. they become the answer to your problem. Yep, yep, yeah. You know, no, they they, they, uh, the, they'll uh, make you sick and then sell you the cure. That's right. Um, and and that we've seen going on. Yep. Um, when what we really need to be doing is all of us yeah. need to have um, the liberty that you know God has given us. That's right. Um, we need to preserve that liberty, and we need to straighten out our communities, yeah. and we need to build our communities. And it's okay, by the way, to have communities. Oh. Um, we don't need to all be um, uh, artificially moshed or mashed right. together to to our, our detriment, because they do that to also antagonize everyone. That's right. And it, bring it back to the economy, so to speak, and, and coming back to that, that economic freedom that you achieve because of meritocracy and creativity, that brings the freedom that you want individually. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it takes away the societal chains that keep you bedded to government. Yep. And, and that's the thing that I think, um, you know, I hope that we do a better job um, in, in my firm and, and who we are. Look, we, we want to promote all those opportunities that we can get to that. And, and I think our system should be in place to protect that. Unfortunately, this administration has added since 2020, you know, they've added thousands and thousands of regulations that are costing billions of dollars over the last two years to small businesses specifically and individuals. Um, the big corporations love it. Makes it harder for barrier of entry, yeah, right? Yeah, it gives and, them a competitive yeah, advantage it, over the absolutely. people who can't afford to, you when, know, all, all the when room you're picking full of winners people. and losers, whether it's in the the green energy movement or uh, the oil pipeline movement or uh, the banking sector. I mean, the biggest issue. This is one thing that I've harped on it before. I'm going to harp on it again because we have interest rates at uh, the highest they've been in a long time, and we passed the law that. Uh, Basically, back in 2008, the too big to fail law, and you know, banks had about three trillion dollars, three trillion dollars in reserves that they're that they're they're getting paid. You know, when it was a quarter of a point, yeah, hey, what's a few billion dollars to give to the banks, right? We're, we're helping support the balance sheet today. The American taxpayer, Bryce, is paying over two hundred billion dollars to the biggest banks. They don't have to work, and they get to collect paychecks from yeah. you and I. And they don't have to originate loans. And, oh, by the way, the regulations that have been in place for these small banks continues to go up. And that's why you see the smaller banks getting crushed, not only because they've been forced to take on things that they didn't want to do, 
but they've been forced because the government mandated things. And, and this is, this is going to lead to a European style uh, banking system where you have a few banks controlling everything, where you become a number and you actually don't have a banker that can understand what the need is of the community and who you are. So the small banks are getting crushed. And right now, we have to get I mean, we have to do everything we can to motivate Congress. It would save the American taxpayer two hundred billion dollars if they got rid of that today. Yeah. Two hundred it's actually about two hundred and twenty billion dollars to be exact. Now I don't know about you, but that could build a heck of a war, a border to protect us or educate a lot of kids that need education. Yeah, all we needed was or three, all whatever. we needed was three billion dollars to uh That's to right. do the border. Well, yeah. you know what? I can build a border around everything now yeah. if we did that. Not we me, sent, but you know. Well, yeah, we need yeah. a border up uh, Canada yeah, too, man. Right. Those Canadians are bothering me right now. <laughs> um uh yeah, so there is a backlash happening that I think yeah. is really cool right now. And this is one of the one of the stories I wanted to to talk to you about is so uh within the last um I don't know, ten days or so, um We've had Dana White, yep. uh, president of the UFC, and the and the the real driver behind yeah. the success of the UFC. You know, the UFC uh, um, sold, um, uh, but uh, Dana White is still a, a, a powerful shareholder and you know billionaire now. Um, and uh, uh, the Fertitas, who you know uh, yep. owned it with him, sold. Um, but uh, but anyway, he's still captain of that company and. Um, he is uh, a savage when it comes to how he deals with certain things, and so he, um, you know, was uh, was threatened um, by an advertiser that told him, "Here's what we're going to do. And you, you have do to this. you have to take that post down about yeah. Donald Trump and supporting yeah. Donald Trump, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff." And and he t- told the guy to um, f off. Excuse my uh, uh, um, abbreviated. Uh, 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 expletive there, but uh, but he but he he said he said that right. Yep. And uh, and you know he talked about this story on on a show with uh, Theo Vaughn, and uh, then on the heels of that, and I know many of you in this audience saw then Elon Musk. Um, you know, kind of two, uh, two days ago. Uh, yeah, at this this point, I'm not sure when this episode is going to air, but oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, but a few days ago, um, whenever. Sitting at, at a, I believe it was a a, a big, uh, you know, prestigious, um, you know, uh, business event. Um, it's a roundtable, yeah. That um, I, I, I want to say maybe New York Times yep. or uh, or uh, whatever. I, I could have gotten that wrong. Uh, Bob Iger of Disney spoke earlier in that meeting, and they and talked about pulling advertisement off of X uh, Twitter. Uh, because of Elon Musk's supposed anti-Semitic comments, his comments were not anti-Semitic, and he is not an anti-Semite or a Jew hater, as um, it really should be called. Um, but uh, but anyway, he was uh, again un- unfairly attacked that way, and then as an excuse, because it was an excuse, they pulled advertising, and a bunch of companies have pulled advertising off of Twitter. Well. The real reason is because it is the single largest now uh, so, kind of social media uh, public square. It's uh, all of the other competitors aren't even approaching it at all. Everybody is going there because yep. it is free speech and because it has the the most relaxed censorship rules and all that sort of stuff. It's it's thriving in that regard. Yeah. Okay. It's got the audience. It's got the eyeballs, but it needs to be killed. By all of these people who do not want us to have free speech. 
They're threatened by it. They're threatened yeah. by the creativity of Elon Musk. The, they're threatened by his drive. Yeah. They, uh, they see him as a threat to everything that they do because these people, let's, be, let's face it, these great countries or companies that, that, that are the backbone of America, whether it's Pepsi-Cola, Coca-Cola, Budweiser, Disney, the founding families that founded those or the, founding, the founders of those companies – They'd be rolling in their grave yeah. knowing that there's a Bob Iger out there who's a little bit of a – I have no respect for these guys. Yeah. They have an no clue. Too. They're egos. And, and these guys couldn't create a thing on their own. And unfortunately – or fortunately, they're smart guys. I'm not taking away from yeah, their yeah. creativity. But the reality is, is they've benefited from the success of past generations, and they're threatened by people that are creative – and hardworking, and 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 foster that meritocracy that we talked yeah. about because it threatens their ability to perform. And so, if they can regulate it, look at the drug companies. Look at General Electric. General Electric used to create companies left and right, and technologies and all that stuff. They haven't created anything in years. They're living off of their patents, and they well, go out and buy stuff in order to be relevant. Yeah. Well, we talked about yeah. that. That's that yeah. fake success thing. We that talked is. about. So interest rates were low. So yeah. Disney went out and, and they bought up everyone. ESPN, they bought yeah. up everybody. Yeah. ABC News, ESPN. That's a you know, joke. They just continued to collect all these companies, yeah. and now it's imploding on them. Now yeah. that interest rates aren't low, they can't stay ahead of it. But it, Bob Iger presided over uh, a, lot uh, uh, a lot of that, right? Look, and, just, and he was. And he was uh, hailed as a genius hero, um, but I, I think it was fake success. But but anyway, just just to yeah. conclude though, so so he does this to uh, to X and yep. and pulls their advertisements along with a bunch of others. Well, Elon Musk speaks later on in that yeah, event, gives him calls the finger. Bob out, yeah. and and says, "Hey, I don't want them to advertise. I you know, you can it. f off." And then yeah. Bob. Yeah. You're in the audience here. Yeah. You know, yeah, go, go pound sand. Go pound sand in uh, more intense percent. language. Yeah, this is where we have to go with this stuff. Um, you know, I, I love Elon Musk for what he says and does. Yeah. Um, here's a guy that I will tell you, and I'll be lay all my cards on the table and be completely transparent here. The guy made more money being picked as a winner by government yes. than anybody in the history of the world. <laughs> he played that game. He played the game. And he won. He did a great job of... of getting in line with the right people to get the right deals. And he beat out the, the big three, so to speak, yeah. um, because he was the favorite angel at the time. And, 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 uh, he, and he could have been that played, way. by yeah. the way. That's he, right. He played. He um, played by the rules. B- uh, by the rules. He, he uh, play, yep. minded his, uh, his more conservative uh, P's and Q's and things like that. But people have to remember, he was always pretty conservative. Absolutely. Um, he he and Peter Thiel were yeah. partnered together. Peter right. Thiel is very conservative. So so their their conservative principles and what they created with pa- right. uh, PayPal and all that sort of stuff, it, it was there. I'm not taking away from that. I, yeah. I, I'm not. What I'm trying to say oh, is, no, and I'm not arguing with yeah. you. But you're right. He pl- he played that. He game. He played the game. But what I admire most about him, because of the fact he could he could stay quiet and not done this, and he probably would be worth another trillion dollars because he yeah. kept his mouth shut. Instead, he puts it on the line and says, you know what? This is wrong. This is not right. This is hurting the future. Yeah. It's taking away the benefits of the next generation, and I'm going to stand up and protect it. And go pound sand, Iger, you groomer, you. I mean, yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah, no, it's I a, love a, it, a, a, what wicked, he's doing. Wicked people. Um, yeah. Well, what's, what's, uh, so what's interesting about him, so Adam Carolla and I – and yeah. I'm not meaning to to be crass on this show, but Adam Carolla used to talk about um, 
you know, so there's um, uh, the term F U money, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Again, uh, well, you know, so, yeah. Apologies to the audience. Yeah. Um, but then Adam Carolla took it a step further. There's the F U money, right? Yep. And then there's the F me money. Yeah. Meaning you have so much money that yeah. you can uh, afford to do things that are detrimental to yourself. Okay, right. Elon Musk, uh, ha- you know, does have I think uh, some real credible, clear vision for what he could do with with the everything company X, right. right? And and he saw there's this you know audience, there's this built in thing, there's this you know all that sort of stuff, and and I think he's a genius and and left to do that. Um, you know, it, 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 without all of this artificial headwinds right. that that his opponents are creating, that the uh, communists, that the Marxists, that the globalists are intentionally mm-hmm. creating ahead of him, I, I think he could it, uh, he'd probably be able to very quickly make this thing into just this right. monster. Um, I think he still has a chance to, but they're yeah. doing everything they can to bankrupt it. Absolutely, they they, they hate his guts, I and mean, they, yeah. they're, they're going to do everything they can. And oh, by the way. Um, there are contracts that Elon has with the federal government and things like that. And the federal government is looking at, you know, how this works and, and picking winners and losers. Yeah. And, Oh, by the way, there's no, he's no longer the favored child anymore yeah. in a lot of ways. They're, they're, they've um, been going after him in a bunch of different oh, ways, including his hiring practices. That's right. They, uh, that's they, where I was going yeah, with this. They made Sorry. up. So, no, well, yeah, look, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pumped up about this no. one, so I'm probably stealing all of your thunder. No, no, you, look, this is off the cuff, so, so yeah, yeah, but, but of- he, uh, uh, but what's interesting about that, so with, with SpaceX, and I think you can, you could probably um, uh, deal here, so they were accusing him of improper hiring practices because he wasn't doing enough of the diversity stuff with uh, migrants, yes. okay? But yet, because of his government contracts, he cannot hire people because of those clearances. And yet, the federal government who says you can't do that is now looking at his contracts on one side of the aisle in order to make them null and void on certain things. And at the same time, guess what? His spaceships or rocket ships uh, are the ones that we're using to get our guys and our equipment and whatever it is that we need to get to space. And so... It's kind of it's ironic, and and I just find it funny. It just goes to prove that you know the government doesn't create anything but hassles and chaos. And yeah. when you have nothing to do in life but look at fault for people, you're going to find fault. And unfortunately, yeah. that's where we're at with they, this government. They want, they want to destroy him, and they're yeah. going to try. And they're going to try. And and so we, you know, I hope that small businesses out there, um, we have to do a better job of bringing down the cost of things through regulation and all this other stuff that's just been bloated. And we've got to figure it out and get, and get the right people in there. Um, there are, and, and the sad thing, Bryce, you talk about that. There are people that you call Republicans or conservatives that are pro-business. And yet we have several that are running for Congress and Senate that are supposedly, you know, on the right side. And they're benefiting from government contracts in their companies um, that are they're utilizing the system, yeah. and gaming it to get the wealth, create the wealth that they've created, and yet they're the very ones that are asking us to send them to Congress to protect our rights from the intrusion of government, and yet they can't do that. There's there's no intellectual honesty there, and there's no moral fortitude for them to be able to stand on. Their compass has been diverted. And that's the problem that I have with folks 
um, on both sides of the aisle, but I, 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 I don't want to say <laughs> names, but you can do your homework on this stuff. Um, there are several that are totally compromised by government contracts and things like that. Yep. And they come off as on the, on the pro conservative pro business guy. And yet they're kowtowing to DEI mandates by the federal government to maintain these multi-million dollar contracts, whether it's fire prevention, uh, forest service management, water management. I, I can name you. I've oh, yeah. said enough to say who it is yeah. and, or the people that, that are behind it. And those are the things that really frustrate me because I know that their heart is not where their mouth is. Election season is upon us, but we vote every day with our dollars. Look, we can no longer put the blame on ignorance. I'm telling you, we need to make a stand now. Don't let your money be spent on evil by promoting the woke mob and their ESG agenda. Yes, I'm talking about your investments. Instead, find out where your money is invested and get a free values alignment report with my friends at Alliance and Trust today. Go to friendofbrice.com to talk to an Alliance member to make a change today. I'm a proud client of Alliance and Trust, and of course, this is a paid advertisement. Look, we're as corrupt as any yeah. government out there. We just yeah. we just do it better. Well, and the part of it is, is why we've done it better is we had a generation after generation where we were self-made. Move west, young man. Go west, young man. Your fortune's out west, right? It's always moving forward, always moving forward. That's that whole, that's really what that meant, right? And we were, we're, we're fiercely independent. Um, our country has, has shifted in the last 20 or 30 years where we've become so successful. And it's almost like, you know what? As long as it doesn't bother me or bug me, I'm going to be all right. I'll just let it go because I don't want to deal with the hassle. We've become apathetic. We've yeah. become very much um, kind of uh, squishy and, and soft. And we're a bunch of squids. Uh, not you and I and most. Yeah. But, but it's that whole Pareto principle that 20% of the people are doing everything. It, it's now 80% that we're having to deal with that vote, unfortunately, on things that make their life easy because they want it free. Yeah. So speaking of voting, they just kicked out George Santos. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, I, saw that. I wanted to I wanted to get your perspective on it. Mine is um, look, I mean, you know, the the guy is a weirdo, um, and uh, but there's a lot of Congress people that should have been kicked out long before him. Uh, I I mean, you look at the, the guys that are the confirmed squad. the the squad for sure, a bunch of you know yep. a, a bunch of abject um, naked anti semites um, uh, who are not. America, anything, right? Yeah. They don't care about America. No. Um, they don't care about our country. They should not be serving in Congress. But but what about Eric Swalwell, or yeah. um, you know, who uh, slept with a Chinese spy and you know compromised yeah. in all kinds of other ways? And, yeah, and how is many just secrets a dummy. do we not know that yeah. he said? Uh, yeah. Adam Schiff, Adam one Schiff. of the biggest liars, confirmed liar, yeah. over and over again. This guy, this guy lied. Or how about some of the you know J six uh, committee members yeah. and. You know, and so so why are we not wielding power against them to do those sort of things when we are wielding it um, uh, against uh, a guy like George Santos? You know, because George Santos has nothing. Yeah, he has no power. Yep, no credibility and no ability to affect their lives. Yeah, unfortunately, Solwell, Schiff, the squad, 
they have political power. That's right. That um, they're on the right. They happen to sit on the right side of the, uh, yeah. the popularity movement, and they also have political power in issues that people are afraid of. Yeah. And unfortunately uh, for Santos, who he is crazy. I mean, I, I, the rant that he had where he's walking down the halls of Congress going nuts. Yeah. It was like a tantrum. My, you know, when Greg was four or five, I'd expect that. Right. He's 15 now. He, he better never act that way. Yeah. Um, no, I, <laughs> never I mean, seen, yeah, obviously you know, I, I'm not a uh, pro <laughs> Santos guy. No, but it's just crazy um, that I, yeah. I, I can't defend the guy because I, I have no, um, I, I have no allegiance or care or whatever. The guy's crazy. But yeah. the reality is, is he won an election. It is what it is. Whether you like what he said, yes, he lied about his uh, scholarships and his athletic ability and yeah. you know what he did as a living. And I mean, the lies went on and on. Well, that is like you said, Adam Schiff. I mean, you don't want to talk about a liar. That guy can lie through his teeth. I mean, it's like him and Gavin Newsom last night was the funniest thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I want to shift to that too. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, these guys. If you're on the right side of the aisle or the left side, I should say, you can say whatever you want because nobody questions you. Nobody ever threatens you. Um, look at uh, the guy that – I forget the, the congressperson that pulled the fire alarm. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. These people that got we, – we talked about J6. They interrupted a meeting, and therefore these people are going to jail for interrupting the works of Congress. This guy who worked in schools knows what a fire alarm is. And no, he was not trying to get out of the building. <laughs> he admitted to it. Yeah. He pulled the fire alarm, which, by the way, I think you, you, that is an, a, 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 a illegal event, right? It's, it's like trying fire in a, uh, in a movie theater, right? So this guy broke the law, and he gets a slap on the wrist and pays a small little fine, and nobody says a word. And why is that? I mean, we, can all, we all know why. But the reality is, is they're never going to do anything to to go after these people on their side. Well, George, and that's the problem. Yeah, and uh, and if George Santos was on their team, oh, he would be protected. He, he would be he would be the sixth member of the squad like, and uh, and and just ready to go. Yeah, and the fact that uh, he he poses a threat because he may vote a different way than they do is yeah. good to get rid of him. And that's the that's yep, the reason. Yep. So um, uh, going back to um, Governor Newsom, so uh, the, we had this uh, debate between the uh, state versus state, red blue, red state, blue state. Um, what it really was is, you know, they're they're trying to get, uh, get you know, Gavin Newsom is getting out there to yeah. uh, to build his case to be our next president, um, and and uh, Ron DeSantis is already running, and and so uh, this is a it's a funny debate to kind of even have. Um, but I, I found it interesting. Wanted to get your perspective. Yeah. What did you think? Look, I uh, I don't think it helped any one of them. Uh, I think uh, from DeSantis' cases, the people that are watching Sean Hannity are already in DeSantis's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't uh, camp. do anything really. Yeah, and for Newsom, nobody on the left watches Fox anyway, so that didn't hurt him. So he could lie all he wants. They're going to take little snippets. Here's what I think is going to happen: You're going to see a bunch of cuts from the left media where he had these little sound bites. Yeah. And they're going to show pictures of DeSantis with his, he had a scowl on a few times, things like that. Yeah. And he's like, you know, got this raised eyebrow, like, like, what are you saying? You know? So I think you're going to see all these little cuts 
that are going to be great advertising for Newsom. Yeah. And nobody on the left is going to realize that behind them were charts showing what a disaster California is in every category from rising crime, homelessness, the the meter that counts uh, human feces on the ground, yeah. uh, the drug use, the the fact that there's 800,000 people have left the state last year, um, him telling you that more people are coming from Florida to California, yet we lost seats in Congress in Florida, picked them up. I mean, the guy lives in a bubble and gets away with it because nobody holds him accountable. And the media, yeah. I guarantee you, the Sacramento Bee, the San Francisco Chronicle, the LA Times, and even the Orange County Register and the San Diego Tribune are covering for him right now. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. I haven't yeah, read any of the articles. Uh, I, I, but haven't, I, uh, I haven't gotten their headlines either, but we know that their headlines yeah. will be yeah, like, uh, you yeah. know, Gavin Newsom routes uh, DeSantis. It, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and it'll be comments about how we're the, you know, the uh, fifth largest economy in the world and, yeah. we, and we're doing better than ever and all those yeah. sort of things, which are all lies. Oh, the. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're you're absolutely right that it didn't it didn't do anything really for either one of them. Not if you're a DeSantis fan, you're a DeSantis fan, right? And yep. I, and I like DeSantis. My my yeah. real my real quick take: uh, DeSantis never should have run for president uh, against Donald Trump in this time. Donald Trump um, uh, is going to you know walk away with the nomination. Um, it, yeah. I think that's pretty clear. Um, you know, b- b- apart from a uh, you know the hand of God coming and changing the, the deal. Um, that's why they're doing so much that they can to try to get Donald Trump off of the ballots and everything else. That's yeah. the, that's the strategy that they're trying to take. But Ron DeSantis should have been, um, I'm grateful to Trump, uh, for, you know, for, for supporting me in the governorship. I'm here to do a job. And then governor, uh, uh DeSantis should be, should get appointed to the AG or something like that. And he should do everything he possibly can to help Trump win. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I don't think he'd be a, a good VP necessarily. I don't think that's the right role for him, but, but maybe an attorney general or some, uh, some part of the administration, and then he'd be teed up for a run in the future. Um, yeah. But but his campaign and everything, I think, was pretty bad. Um, I, I don't think it worked really well, and I'll let you comment in a second. Um, and and he does have um, an awkward, uh, you know, personality uh, on on stage. He's he's a, a policy wonk, and he's a bulldog, and those are all the reasons why I like him. By the yeah. way. But I don't think that he has um, uh, what it takes to have run against Donald Trump. Yeah, the the personality issues are very apparent. It's hard to to hold the stage when the guy that walks in after you, everybody's head goes to the back of the room when he walks in. Yeah, and that's the issue that everybody's facing right now. Donald Trump, the policies between Trump and DeSantis. Are the, the, there's a sliver of difference maybe yeah. on a couple of them, but the reality yeah. is they're the same policies. And here you have this gigantic figure that, quite honestly, it's the wrong time. And, 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 and in American politics, yeah. a gigantic fig- figure yeah. is what uh, wins. What wins? Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, right. it also is what polarizes and all that stuff. But yeah. but DeSantis in a head-to-head competition about who could, like, let's say govern and wield power better i think desantis could wield power in a, mm-hmm. in our government if he were the president yeah. very very well oh i, I, have I think no he'd do question. a great job 
I have no question he would be absolutely effective as the president. Um, he's an incredible governor. He's America's governor. Um, he's done more to combat uh, the the ever growing bureaucracy of the federal government yeah. in every way, from sending planes to Israel to bring back people from Israel to to shutting down issues on the border side of things and illegal immigration in his state. Uh, with with the way they've come across the border or through boats and everything else, the drug con- control issues that they've had um, with illegal drugs coming into the state of Florida. He's been on point every bit of it. The health care issues, um, you know, he lives in a very different state than California, but the reality is, is people are the same. We're pretty yeah. predictable animals. And um, I will tell you, people are flocking there because of freedom. Yeah. And people come to our country because of freedom. And what's interesting to note is the least free states is where people are leaving. And that happens to be California, the the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Michigan. These states are, are dying on the vine. And I think Governor DeSantis is a great transition to what you just said. But unfortunately, um, we got to get back. And, and if I was, I mean, if, if I was DeSantis or any one of these other characters that are running, um, there's a lot of them that I think are great people that are going to do very well. Vivek, I, I love him to death. What I, he I, says. I, Vivek is one of the yeah. more interesting guys yeah. out there. Yeah. You know, uh, Tim Scott, I think, is just a great person, but he gave up the, the, the race. But if I were these guys, I would take all that money that they raise in their campaign fund and their treasure chest, and I'd go uh, – I almost said a bad word here, but – to the wall and put every dollar I could into the four states and the eight counties that we need to win and stop. Yeah. And I would literally sue yeah. the sue the governments on their election fraud stuff so that it has to so they have to go to court now. And I'd spend every dollar to do that because that's what's going to ensure that we actually get somewhere because this where you can vote for forty five days in Pennsylvania, I mean, why can't we have one day, one election one vote, one photo ID. I mean, I, got, I can when I go get my medicine, I need a photo ID. <laughs> why can't I? Why? Why is that so hard? And yet we're going to give forty. We're going to give people forty-five days to to vote and to think about it. It's absurd. It is absurd. So those are the things we have to stop. And if I was running for president and I was, you know, fifty points behind the current yeah. <laughs> person. And I had ten million dollars in my my uh, account for election. I would I would spend every dollar on election fraud, and I would sue those states left and right. That's my that's my solution. Yeah. And, yeah. and Trump, by the way, he's he's going to win by a landslide in the primary. It's not even going to be close. I, I think your I think your uh, prescription or recommendation mm-hmm. is excellent. Mm-hmm. I think I think everybody needs to get behind Trump now. It's yeah. obvious that he is going to be uh, the nominee. Yeah, um, it, it is uh, it is not going to happen any other way. And and when win, lose or draw, we need to go all in on Donald Trump right now, and we need to go all in on suing to yeah. make sure that our uh, uh, voting process is as legitimate as we can. We need as much voter security as we can. Yep. We need people to be watching these polls. We need people to be um, uh, make it so hard for any shenanigans to happen. 
and and all of us need to go because this is a life or death kind of an election. This is a this is a um, a, a once in a um, not generation, once in uh, at this point multiple generations type of an election for this country. We we have allowed through our apathy as um, guys that are just out there trying to build our businesses and do the things that we need to do and live our lives. Yeah, let we, other people worry about yeah, all that other yeah. stuff. Do that, it, yeah, you know, do that government we've stuff. A, we've allowed the culture to be shifted through the school systems and all this stuff. I mean, people are graduating with degrees in history, but don't even have to take a U.S. history class. Yeah. I still, that boggles me that that can happen, but that's what they're doing. And so how does that happen is because culture has been shifted so hard to the other side that we're in a deep trouble. And, and so now, you know, it reminds me of the 80s, you know, 1979, 1980, the, the election comes, Reagan's running, George Bush is telling everybody that, that Ronald Reagan's going to literally cause World War III. And it's really funny that the descendants of George Bush are saying the same thing about Donald Trump. The outsider is going to cause a war, and the insiders are, you know, do as I say, not as I do. And it, it's amazing that this is happening. And, and I, I find it ironic because it's like, you know, the very same things that we worried about in 1980, um, and I was, I was only nine years old during that election, by the way, but as a student of history, you look at the economic policies, one of the greatest things that I love, I think it's funny, is when uh, Obama's debating Romney, and he says the 1980s called up and they want your foreign, uh, foreign policy back. They want the foreign policy back. Well, I look at what's going on with Biden and where their things are at. The 1970s are calling up, and they're begging for their foreign policy, their economic policy, their monetary policy, their immigration policy, their uh, energy policy, their education policy. They want it all back. <laughs> and, it, and that was a disaster. The 70s have led to this stuff. Yep. And you got the EPA, the education Department of Education. All of that came out of big government. Yep. And oh, by the way, the right wasn't right on this, too. Nixon handed it to him on a platter, much like George Bush Jr. handed it on the platter to Obama to run with. Yeah, yeah. No, Too big no, to no, fail. The, and uh, this is the problem that we have. It is the uniparty in D.C. that right. we have right. to get rid of. Um, and it starts with us being accountable, having them be accountable to us. So yeah. when you look at you know how you donate, how you, who you vote for, you can't do it in a box. You have to educate yourself. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, uh, yeah, and, and I was going to say that same thing that it is the uniparty. It is yeah. the the people the people who want to be in power and want to control our government and yeah. want to line their pockets, um, you know, with our taxpayer dollars yeah. or benefit from stock trades and everything yeah. else that they know about ahead of time, and you know all the insider trading and you know Martha Stewart, poor Martha Stewart, uh, uh, got put away. Yeah. Uh, for, for doing the things that Nancy Pelosi has done every day. Bill Clinton came into the office with very little money. Yeah. He's worth a couple hundred million today. Now, God bless him. I'm glad he went over to Saudi Arabia and made a bunch of speeches and collected $30 million a pop. But how about his wife running for president and going to universities making speeches, and the, the universities are paying her hundreds of thousands of dollars a, a, a speech. Yet a conservative goes there, they have to go pay for their own security <laughs> if, they, if they don't get yeah, if they, they get, don't get blocked from being being right. there at all. The universities, the the student body has money that allows the the student body to who who they're going to pay for speakers. Yeah. 
Isn't it funny how my taxpayer dollars are going to UCLA and Cal and all these other schools to have some nitwit kid that can't, you know, ride a bike without a helmet on and a bubble wrap all over his body to till to to line the pockets of people that absolutely hate my guts because I'm a free thinker. I care about ec- the economy. I care about economic growth. I, a, I believe in God. I believe in marriage. <laughs> it's crazy. You sound like a terrible human. I know. Being. I mean, I can't believe and I like that my you guns, hold by the way. any of those I love traditional views. <laughs> yeah, um, and you are a fine hunter, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, I, I, I want to go with you this next year if it's back on, man. We're, we're working on it, man. Yeah. So... Um, Look, I, I think, and, and we'll you know wind up this episode here, uh, but I, I think there is cause for some optimism right yeah. now, because I think that the tide is turning, and I think it's starting to turn quickly, and again, starting out you know a little bit of the beginning of the show with the um, uh, Dana White, Elon mm-hmm. Musk, uh, Tucker Carlson, Absolutely. a bunch of people are coming un- becoming unrestrained and saying, you are not going to blackmail us. You know what's really interesting? I think you hit the hit the nail on the head here. There is a a rising up of people that are that are in the corporate world that have said enough is enough. I ain't putting up with this this stuff anymore. But what's really actually I, I find it really kind of intriguing and I'm I'm really excited about it is there's a certain movement of young people. You know, we're involved with Turning Point USA and I think they're the leader they they're, kind of, they're kind of the tip of the spear of invigorating this movement. But I'm also seeing it with young kids who aren't aware of what Turning Point does because you got to look at the, the, their, their phone. They're part of these tribes, right? Yeah. That, that phone is their tribe, and whatever they're going to, they keep going to over and over and over. But there's this exposure that's happening as they get into colleges. It's gone so far to the left that that kids, I was just, I, I had a business meeting this morning with these two kids. They both went to Emerson, one of the most liberal schools there is. Um, one of, they, they both coached lacrosse, played lacrosse there. And I was, me with them talking about their business plan. They're 22 and 23 and helping them out, working with them, mentoring them a little bit on some stuff. And they're talking about their time at Emerson. And I knew how bad it was. I was like, you, how did you guys, you sound conservative. You, you sound like, he goes, oh, Doug, it's crazy there. But that craziness caused me to look into things. And maybe because I'm an athlete and I had to compete all the time and it forced me to look at things from a, a competitive approach that it drove me nuts and I couldn't stand it. And as I started looking into what was being said, the more I found myself disagreeing with it. And so maybe we're at the spot where kids that you know, don't have that in their home because mom and dad have just not interested in it. They don't talk about it at the kitchen table or you know, maybe a split family, whatever it is. There's, there's something happening faster. And, um, and I think to, to the benefit of, of society where there's a lot of hope. And, yeah. and these young people that are... I mean, these, these two kids, they're 22-year-old they're young men. Um, I was like, dude, these kids are, they get it. They're, they're, they're thinking on their own in a way that is like, they're afraid to, they can't say it 
on campus. But what's funny is most of their friends that were at, at Emerson College are all conservative, and they're all lacrosse kids, and they're all awesome. athletes. And, and so this, this movement, because I think there truly is this movement of a meritocracy that they're like going, wait, this isn't right. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'm not getting a job because of this. And, and they're having to deal with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're seeing um, a shift in the black community yeah. right now. We're seeing a uh, oh, we're seeing guys shift. like Michael Rappaport, you yeah. know, who, in a very weird way, because he's still like cursing out Donald Trump at the same time, saying that he might have to vote for Donald Trump. And he right. has been one of the nastiest guys against Donald Trump for so long. Right. But we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cuomo went on Patrick Bet David the other day and right. alluded to the possibility of him voting for Donald Trump. Like, um, you know, there's there's some real interesting movement out there that that, uh, you know, might just give us the victory. And again, the data is showing that that uh, J- Joe Biden and the Biden administration are destroying things and destroying things um, at a very fast pace. And the left is destroying because they don't create anything. They only destroy. Yeah. Um, they only there. It's a it's a philosophy based almost entirely on envy. Well, that's it. And you just said, I was just going to say that when you brought that up, it is all about envy on their part. I, 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 I've yet to see anything come out of government control and other than envy. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it's just sad. Well, hey, how do we follow you, Doug DeGroot, my friend? Hey, uh, you know, DeGroot Financial, uh, go there, www.degroutfinancial.com. Um, if you want the uh, what happened this week and what did it mean to you, take a look at it. It's always available for you. Um, lots of stuff going on at Freedom Square and what we were doing there, Bryce. I don't know if you've been yep. uh, keeping up. Um, one of the cool things that I, I haven't shared this with you, 13 no, Stripes Media. Have you, uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Um, I'm so glad you're saying that because yeah. uh, there's a number of people after you uh, that was announced yep. uh, the other day at one of our meetings. Um, yeah. I, I wanted to explore that with you. So, yeah, talk about Can that. Can I take a couple yeah, minutes? Totally, totally, please. So, hey, 13stripesmedia.com. This is the way to bring down the costs and even the playing field out uh, for running for election, for nonprofits, for businesses. The whole idea behind this stuff, when I, I saw a problem after investing a tremendous amount of money um, and effort into helping people get elected, um, I became really frustrated looking for a source and I was so blessed with the opportunity to meet a guy by the name of Darren McAfee. Great guy. Um, he's the head JV coach over at Oaks Christian. And uh, when we were talking, he was telling me about his situation, what he was doing. And I go, I've been talking about this with the guys you know, at, at Freedom Square as one of the founders, and, and we need to do something. And I, I, I was putting two and two together of what he was telling me. I go, you're the solution. Here, here's what I want to do. And he, he came to me with some ideas and uh, put it together. The whole idea behind 13 Stripes is to really bring down that cost structure. And through digital media, geofencing, geotracking, geo-retargeting, CTV, GTO, um, you've got, we've got all of that, the ability to buy the media, um, web ID, all of this stuff. We said, hey, look, let's create a package and do kind of election in the box for, for small campaigns. We can absolutely customize it down to neighborhoods if you want to. But what's really cool about it is we can geofence things. We can do all the things that you need to do 
to to win a race. And what's crazy is one of our good friends who uh, ran for Congress against Bromley, he he showed me what he his costs were. Um, talked to me what he spent on digital media the the last three months of the race going into uh, the election day last in 2022 in the last cycle. The number we would have saved him close to half a million dollars wow. in cost, and the, those are real numbers that we worked with him on that. And the fact that we can do this and bring it full circle, we're right now working on several senators' campaigns and a lot of congressmen. The costs are unbelievable. Um, working with uh, the Freedom Caucus guys and a few others. And what's unique about this opportunity is it allows us to bring in cutting, you know, the state-of-the-art technology to affect local communities. So if you're running for the school board, you don't have to spend 20 grand. We can get it really, we can, we can literally target those neighborhoods That's great. at a very low cost that you can't do. I mean, it'd be, it's less than what it would cost to print up a bunch of, uh, banners and uh, put them in people's front yards, you know, yard it. signs. I love it. And so we can do that. And then on the other side of it is if we want to be really strategic, like with nonprofits, things like that, we can geofence and do some really cool stuff for bigger campaigns or businesses. You know, if you ever wondered like how uh, the local pizza guy is, you're watching, you know, Monday night football and you've got your smart TV on and all of a sudden there's a local ad instead of the Budweiser ad or the Disney ad that we don't want to watch. <laughs> You know, ESPN, whatever. And and all of a sudden, there's an ad for the local pizza guy. You go, how did he get on Monday Night F- Football? Well, that's CTV. And that's we're able to capture this information through WebID and what have you and target you specifically based on your demographics. Great. Knowing that you're going to be watching Monday Night Football <laughs> or whatever yeah. it might be. And when it's on, you're getting that personalized com- commercial, whether it's for church or nonprofits or business or Whatever it is, running for elections, all of that stuff is we're able to, to provide at a way that, or at a cost that is is evening the playing field. So the whole idea behind this and why we've brought this to the public is, yeah, there, you know, there's firms out there that are making fortunes on it. We wanted to, to, and this sounds a little altruistic and what have you. My goal is to make it make sure that that entrepreneurs are successful. I want them to be able to be able to do this at a level that they compete with, can compete with the big box stores or whatever it is in their neighborhoods. I want to help drive revenue and, and people great idea. to yeah. the small business. And on the other side of it, I want to help people that want to help their communities and, and help you know foster a, a sense of family and freedom and love for one another uh, in their communities. And, and unfortunately, when you're fighting against the school boards that all they care about is the power, we got to bring in the other side. And, and unfortunately we don't have the, un, we don't have unlimited resources because they're getting paid by the taxpayer and we're actually out there having to do it on our own. And so this way it'll even that playing field from the person running from school board all the way to, I mean, heck, if you want to run great. for president, go for it. It's great. I love it. I love so it. So the tools if, are there. if people are interested where do they go? 13stripesmedia.com. 13stripesmedia.com. Yeah, one three, right. the number one three and stripesmedia.com. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. And yeah. um, hey, man, thank you for coming in. It's always great to hang out with you. I know it's I'm going to get to hang out with you this next uh, weekend. I can't and, wait. Uh, have and fun. you're going to be at AmFest too. I'll yeah. be there uh, for one day. My daughter has oh, okay. uh, got her the Nutcracker Ballet in Chicago. So uh, I will be... Uh, 
Unfortunately, I'll only get there at the tail end of it because uh, family first. <laughs> uh, well, family should be first. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, well, I'll uh, I'll see you um, next weekend. Then. Looking right. forward to it. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much. Um, to God be the glory, and we are out. Hey, thank you for watching or listening to this show. If you are someone who listens to us on the podcast apps, please go to our Rumble channel. Even if you're not going to watch us there, we'd appreciate you hitting subscribe. We want to boost those numbers up and make sure that that channel continues to grow. But again, thank you so much for listening to us.